This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 19th, episode 2808, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. So I have something special for you today. Remember how we're playing some past Radiothon entries? Well, we had all of that Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I but remember that. I, we had an interesting pre-show conversation, and I think you need a little relaxation, so here we go. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas toys in every store but the prettiest sight you'll see are the horses that will be out your own front door a pair of Cavallo boots and a pony that scoots are the wish of Wendy and Glenn horses that rock and will go for a walk are the wish of Jamie and Jen and Philip and Reese can hardly wait for showing to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, there's a tree in the Grand Hotel. One out fox hunting as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Soon the sleigh bells will start And the thing that will make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart Right within your heart Merry Christmas! I should do that without any music and like hold a note. You I know what? Know. It sounded just like me. That's Elizabeth Muller, by the way. Again, we played her another one. She does one for us every year, and every year they're just fantastic. Who is saying I got this dang song after we we interviewed the author Philip Repper this week? I said to him, I said, I hope you do. You know, your his current book is a Christmas Mustang, and I said, I hope you do a Hanukkah Hanoverian, and. <laughs> That is your next book. And then my brain started going and I was like, well, what about like Kwanzaa? Can you do a Kanabstrapper Kwanzaa book? <laughs> like I and I got and then I got that dang song that a listener did. I want a Hanoverian for Christmas. Oh, I'm gonna dig that one out now. <laughs> oh yeah, Hanoverian will do and I haven't seen that in my head for days. It's driving me crazy. So yeah, if you could play it so I can cleanse my brain, that would be great. I'll take that one out. I remember that one. This is where this is what I think about when I'm in the round pen and I'm working horses. Like I just like stuff pops in and I'm like coming up with all of the different breeds that would sound like Christmas books, like Canabstra. I was like, what goes with Kwanzaa? Canabstripper. Like, there you go. Obviously. And Chad's like, what is a Canabstra? I'm like, don't bother. Yeah. It's a spotty horse. And then I'm like coming up with all of the different things that would go. This is what this is. Yeah. Again, like I tell Chad again yesterday, I said, if you think it's hard to be around me, you should try being me. It's even harder. <laughs> well, speaking of breeds, we're going to learn about highly 
Island ponies today in our breed highlight. And also, our Equiderma guest is a farmsteader. Her name is Angela Ferraro Fanning. And I think she's from California, but she uses Clydesdales around They're the farm. <laughs> so we're going to talk to her uh, about uh, what farmsteading's like and also using Clydesdales because I love draft horses and then really bad ads. But first, before we get into all of that, I wanted to say that the FEI General Assembly is going on right now. And for all of you, I took the bullet and I read the report from yesterday's FEI General Assembly and I just pulled out the parts I was interested in. So if you want to learn about anything else, you have to go there yourself. Columbus Day Clydesdales. <laughs> So, uh, during the final session, there was a vote. You know all the controversy last year? Was it this year? When were the Olympics? Was it this year? It was this year. That was this year. Yeah. So, um, all the controversy about the three-person teams. And some people liked the three-person teams for the countries. It used to be four. And some people didn't like it. There were some athletes that that spoke at the the assembly and said they they wanted to go back to four. And then there was others that wanted to stay with three. Well, they had a vote. And the vote was that they're going to stay with three-person teams at the Olympics. So... That was one vote. Another was the formal removal of reigning as an FEI discipline. Remember we talked about how they were having a battle with the uh, American Quarter Horse Association and the National Reigning Horse Association, and it was just an all-out war between them and the FEI? Well, the FEI voted them out, so no more reigning as an FEI discipline. And you know what? I don't think the reigners care, (laughs) so... That's... I know that I feel like I've heard bits and pieces of the fact that the reason they don't want to be FEIs is because they don't want to be governed. Well, I think that's, yes, is like, the answer. <laughs> like with medication and drug testing and all, all the things that go along with being FEI. They just yeah. were like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we can do it ourselves. And you know what? They can and apparently give away a lot of money doing it. What so. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other, now there's a whole bunch of rule changes and dressage and jumping and eventing, but the one that stuck out because we're always safety conscious is the eventing committee passed a rule change recommending air vests for cross country, requiring air vests for cross country. And that you can't just wear the regular body protector anymore, that you have to have an air vest for cross country. I always thought that was a rule, but I guess not. So, so I think it's a independence day Icelandic course. (laughs) Independence Day. You're stretching now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a V for Veterans Day. Like, <laughs> Veterans Day. Okay. <laughs> what goes with Gypsy? There's a Gypsy Banner show. Oh, Veterans Day Banners. Very. <laughs> right, that's... Labor Day Lusitanos. I mean. <laughs> Philip, I hope you're listening because this is amazing stuff right here we're giving yeah, you. This, we come up with all this good stuff and we never get rewarded for it. Amazing how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Well. Is it me or does the music sound like it's speeded up today? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, holy smokes. Happy birthday to our terrific auditors. Two of them, Jessica Quinn and Kayla Mosher. Happy birthday to both of you, and may you have a fantastic weekend. I gotta get an in. 
a New Year's Day. Nope. Oh, you something. always use Knobstropper, didn't you? Yeah, that's but that's Knobstropper. So Knobstropper. Yeah, New Year's Day, New Forest, or Newfoundland, New, Newfoundland, New Year's, Newfoundland, New Year's. There you go. See, God, <laughs> you got a whole book series. I should write this crap. Um, my daily witty goes out to one of our auditors, Adrian Hansford. Bless her heart. She posted on our uh, Horses in the Morning auditors Facebook page that, oh, man, she's had a week. She had a lame horse. Uh, she found a mare aborting a foal. She found she had two colics. She had another lame horse. And she's like just up to here. And I just wanted to send her a little horse radio network, horsey love. Okay. Because what you're going through sucks. You need a thoroughbred for Thanksgiving. That's pretty much what I'm hearing. Birthday Barb. Birthday. <laughs> birthday Barb. Okay. <laughs> there is a Barb. There's a Barb horse. So it's a birthday Barb. No. Birthday. The the birthday. I can't even think of another B horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the only one I could come up with. Uh, Baroque. Birthday Baroque. Isn't the Baroque? <gasps> Like a Baroque, Baroque breed, but that's Baroque not really. horses are like Andalusians and Lusitanos. Well, which, so... by the way, did you see that I got on my little Andalusian? No, I didn't see that. I rode Miles for the first time. I'm so excited. And here's the thing is like when, 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 you know, I've, I'm trained through Monty Roberts. I'm going to vent a little bit here for a second. I know, don't know we have time, but uh, I'm trained through Monty Roberts. And when you do the first ride on the horse, you start very small. You know, we've done plastic and bear, lots of things to make him not freak out when you get on. But when you do get on, you stay very small. And like, as they walk around, you slowly kind of like sit up. Right. So when I bought him off of an online auction, I did a little research and I found his breeder and she and I are now Facebook friends. And so I sent her the video. I'm like, I got on it for the first time. She writes me back. Well, you really should sit up because you can engage your abs if he freaks out and you really should practice sitting. <laughs> I was like, what? Did you just tell me how to do my, like, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to correct me and let me know what I'm doing is wrong. Apparently you're a guess, sucky rider. Guess you just got the last update ever on there. Okay. Thank you. For, and I wrote her back because I was mad and I should have waited. I should have calmed down and then written her back. But I was like, thank you. I do it. And then I was like, mm, I shouldn't hit send. So when you, when you fire back at somebody, don't hit send immediately because I still do want to go see the farm and like go meet Miles's parents. <laughs> but oh my God, I was like, did that just happen? Sorry. <clears throat> I hope she doesn't listen. If you do, well, that was not cool. <laughs> Moving on. Would you like me to take this part out? No, leave it in because I just feel like it's, I just needed to vent and this is what I do. She doesn't listen. It's fine. What goes with Appaloosa? Ooh. I'm trying it's to think holiday. of holidays. How about, uh, well, we, did you do New Year's yet? I did the New Year's. Um, no, I didn't. See, this is whacking our brain. I need to Google horse breeds and holidays. <laughs> okay, holidays. Appaloosa has to be somewhere in there, I would think. An Appaloosa for... Did you do Thanksgiving? What was Thanksgiving again? Thoroughbred for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Duh. 
I think we're going to have to stretch into some of the lesser-known holidays to get all the breeds, though. (laughs) (laughs) If you all have any more suggestions, please (laughs) send me an email. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, Don't forget. Next, uh, not next week, but the 29th, we're going to do the holiday concert. We're going to, hey, auditors, hang on for after the show. 31 of you have signed up to play in the trivia contest we're doing before the concert on the 29th on Facebook Live. And we're going to pick four of you in the post show to participate in the trivia, and you can win prizes. So that's happening. And uh, we have a lot of spots. You have to be an auditor to win prizes at the concert. Uh, no. Okay. Anybody can win prizes at the concert, but to play in the trivia competition before the concert, we're picking auditors. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but anybody can win prizes that night, and you don't even have to do anything. You just show up and sign up. We'll have the sign-up form that night, and you have to you have to be at the concert live to sign up, though. Just drawing um, random numbers of people? Yeah, we're just drawing there. random numbers uh, throughout, in between songs and throughout the night. So, what and then at the end... you can only, like, hear the very beginning of the concert, and you have to go? Then you'll still have... you can As long as you sign up, we're happy. Okay. All right. And it's also a fundraiser for Colby's Army. So, uh, you know, we love Lisa and the work she does there in Nashville for the homeless and also for the horses and, and the therapeutic riding center that she runs. So uh, we're going to be doing that as a fundraiser and raising money for her. So hopefully we can help feed another horse for a year. <clears throat> but that's what's going on there. And uh, next week, I did want to let everybody know that we're going to be here Monday through Wednesday as usual. But then we're off Thursday and Friday because we're always off Thursday and Friday. Jamie's going to be down my way. She's going to be up the road, actually, visiting yes. the Panthers in uh, Palatka. I'm the Palatka sorry. Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> See what's going to happen to your brain all day. This is what you're going to do. Now, we're, now we have thousands of people that are going to be doing that all day. Let's go to Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to get to our breed highlight and talk about Highland ponies. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, Fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Welcome our first guest to the show. Her name is Anna Hill and she runs Baroque Farm. Anna, thank you for joining us. Thank you. How are you? 
We're great. Thank you for uh, being here. And tell me where Baroque Farm is in the world. Um, we're on the northeast corner of Mississippi, about 15 minutes south of Tennessee, southern Tennessee. Okay. Um, kind of in the foothills of the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. It starts to go up to the mountain areas through here. I'm going to call some BS right now because, honey, you ain't from there because you ain't got no accent. No, it's a long story. <laughs> I grew up overseas, and uh, we actually lived in Louisiana for 30 years. My parents are from there, but we, my dad worked for the oil business. So we were in Saudi Arabia, and then um, I went to boarding school in England for high school. So wow. kind of picked up pieces everywhere. My kids make fun of me all the time on the phone when I talk to people from other countries. They're like, Mom, why do you pick up their accent? I, it's just, I've, I've just been so many places comes kind of naturally so uh absolutely and being that you were in europe is that how you got involved in all of these different kind of horses because you guys have at baroque farm you've got dale ponies highland ponies and andalusians uh so tell us about how you got involved in that um i started with spanish horses i fell in love with them when i was actually overseas um and of course baroque farm takes its name from the Baroque style of the Spanish horse. Um, and that's what we started with, breeding Andalusians and importing them. Um, and I've been doing that the longest time. And then right about, I guess about 20 years ago, um, no, 25 years ago, I started looking into some of the native ponies because when I was in England, I fell in love with the native pony breeds too. And a lot of them are critically endangered at this point. And so I had went to Scotland first and looked at Highland ponies, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I started looking at the Dales, and we bought our first Dales. We bought our stallion Dan from England, um, and we started importing them. And then just about five years ago, I found by accident, looking looking around the Internet, I tell you, Facebook's not always a good thing, my husband says. <laughs> Um, but I came across um, a Highland that I fell in love with. And so we bought him and I bought a filly and that's where it started. Now we we're up to, we just, we have three that are, that flew in on Wednesday that'll be here tomorrow. Oh, wow. um, so we're just importing new lines because even though there are few of each of those breeds, Dales and Highlands, um, everybody tends to import from the same lines in the same places because they're familiar with them. So we've kind of, the U.S. has kind of bred themselves into a hole. So we're trying to open up the gene pool and bring some higher quality horses in with different pedigrees that are so, more set for performance. Well, and, and what is the Highland Pony, you know, useful for? What does it do? Um, in the U.K., originally they were bred, they were used for the crossing farms, the small farms, and they couldn't have big draft horses. So they had the highlands and they were kind of a multi-use animal. They worked in the fields. They carried them to town, either ridden or in a cart, you know, just anything that they had to do, pull plows, take hay and feed up to their cattle and sheep. Um, so they were literally used for everything. And pedigrees began on the highland ponies being kept in the late 1800s. And then the um, Highland Pony Society was founded in 1923 to kind of keep things 
close-knit. They wanted to keep breed types together and keep track of pedigrees. So today they're, today they're used for also many different things. Um, one of them is called deer stalking. Um, they have guides called gillies that they take up into the highlands. And um, they, when they shoot the stag, they carry them back on the backs of the ponies. They have deer saddles. They have special straps across them. And a pony can carry up to three stags, and the stags can weigh anywhere from 350 to 530 pounds. So, so people use that. them in the U.S. for that? In the U.S., we're, we try to, um, we do a lot of exhibitions with them, so we show what their ability is. Um, nobody here that I know is hunting with them, but we do show them. And my husband's a hunter, so he's very interested to do that in the future. Um, but that's one of the big things that they do use them for the UK is deer and grouse hunting. And then, uh, they use them for driving. We had, um, last year, a Highland pony cross that competed at, um, Berkeley cross country event. Um, so they're used for cross country and dressage as well as the native pony showing in the UK. And we're here in the States. They're mostly used for, trail horses because they're very even tempered um you know older adults tend to like myself tend to like something smaller the older we get and they're (laughs) you know they're able to carry a good bit of weight um and they're willing to do anything you want to do the only thing that we're trying to different is most of them that have come here with the heavier draft your type have have lost their movement um, so we want to breed a little bit more performance lines into them so they can compete easier and not just be a trail take out in the woods. Now, I have a hackney pony and I've had ponies all through the years. Uh, do, do the Highland ponies have the pony attitude? Um, a little bit in the fact that I think all ponies are um, a little pushy and they, they can be that way. Um, but they're they're very willing. They're they're they bond with you very nicely. Um, they're not like the Dales in their movement that they're active movers. They're not really reactive and they're not hot. They're pretty mellow. Um, and when they do get scared of something, it's more of a stop than a flight mechanism. Mm. Well, that's good. <laughs> I prefer a stop. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That's more like the donkey than they freeze yeah. <laughs> versus flight. Yes, exactly. But most of them just kind of stop and look at it and kind of, you know, they're working themselves through it. You can see them kind of working it through in their brains. So they're very good, solid citizens. Um, they're God, they're so stinking cute. They are you cute. Go to baroquefarmllc.com. Oh my goodness. Just the, the stallions that you guys are standing are phenomenal, but just looking at the, you know, you can, you can learn about your Highland ponies, your Dale's ponies and the kind of the history of the PRE. I do have a question though. They're all big boned. Obviously they're draft breeds. Do you have problems with their feet, navicular and all that stuff? Do you really have to watch their weight? You should definitely watch their weight. They are prone to stuff like that. Um, Keeping them fit has become a big thing in the UK just for that reason. They don't want them heavy overweight, but they have really good feet. I don't ever put shoes on mine unless we're doing something on the road because their feet are just, they're awesome. Um, So the biggest thing is 
keeping the weight off of them. They're very easy keepers and they really like food. <laughs> I've, you know, I, I'm, I've always been a thoroughbred person and I, I got my first PRE, uh, Andalusian, about a year and a half ago and he's two now and he's, he was born black, but he's turning gray. And so he's kind of in that phase where he's looks like a blueberry. Like he's like, yep. he's kind of gray, kind of white, kind of looks blue and he's fat and, and, and he's two. So it's like, you can't do that much with him, but oh my gosh, I am really learning about how. I've always had thoroughbreds, which you just feed, 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 feed. And then I had a Mustang and out PRE and I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to just survive on air to keep you right. sound healthy. What are some things you recommend to keep these guys from getting in trouble? Um, mostly you want to base your feed on your diet on hay. Most of ours get a big hay amount. Um, and then we give very small amounts of food just for the nutritional elements, the, the vitamins and minerals. And I feed a high fat food to them. Um, they digest it better. They don't have any problems with it. The feed that I use is digested in the hind guts. So you have to worry about anything like colic. Um, and, so, and it's very little. I mean, they get less than half of a scoop of feed and then, you know, they get three flakes of hay in the morning and three at night. And they're all, they're kind of, they're, they're chunky. So. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be, I mean, you never, <laughs> it's hard to make a pony skinny. You got to work pretty hard. Like, like uh Glenn's pony came really skinny and I'm like, well, they worked really hard to starve that thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my pony ain't skinny anymore though. I got to tell you, he's a little chunky. <laughs> he's a little chunky too. <laughs> Yeah, you start feeding them any any kind of way. But I remember I, one of my haulers brought one of my mares in, and he's he's hauled my my horses for twenty five years. So he, he gets here and he says, "Have you seen this thing?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "This is not a pony." And I said, "Yes, they are their ponies. It has to do with their height." He says, "I have to open up both my trailer doors for this big thing to get out." <laughs> And I said, yeah, she's, she's a fat girl. So we had to put her on a diet. And some people want to overfeed them because they feel guilty because they're feeding the other. That's me. More. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we took some weight off of her, but it was funny. I took her to the guy that breaks my horses. And the first time he took her out to ride her, I, I visited him the next week. And I said, hey, did she buck? And he said, well, I think she tried. <laughs> that's really big and she couldn't get it really high so it just kind of felt like she was you know just bounce about okay oh my so, gosh that's, that's one good thing about keeping them fat like, yeah. <laughs> yeah right and she well, actually is my uh my worst mover and going down but they were all out one day we have we're just on hills everywhere and she took off running with the rest of the group and she bucked up in the air and she literally did a flip <laughs> I'm like, oh, bless your heart, little girl. Just don't do that. Yeah, but she rolled <laughs> down the hill like a snowball. <laughs> right. Well, Anna That's Hill, people can find you at BaroqueFarmLLC.com. Go check it out. They can email you on there and ask questions and find out more about you and your horses. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing about the ponies with us. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys giving us the time. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. 
Oh, there you go. It makes me want a fat little pony. Well, wait a minute. I have one. It makes me want another fat little pony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just so weird for me to see Miles, this Andalusian, and he's just so round, and he barely eats. Like, I give him this uh, light food, and he gets just, like, the equivalent of, like, a fourth of a scoop, you know? I want And you feel guilty, scoop. don't you? You feel guilty. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, you need to just... <laughs> like sweat it off big boy like let's go and i like when i got on him i felt his neck and just like this giant crest and i'm like he's an andalusian it's supposed to be there 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 (laughs) it's like so hard for me to be like we need to starve you more (laughs) but no don't starve more just keep him like he is oh it's a challenge though i like feeding him more than starving him for sure well, if you like feeding your ponies, our next sponsor is for you, American Harvest Products. They have premium hemp extracts and their brand new product, equine hemp pellets. With American Har- Harvest hemp-derived CBD pellets, horses benefit from faster recovery from performance, a feeling of relief from inflammation or pain, a sense of calmness or reduced nervousness, and an ease of digestion. The natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated, produced from natural hemp, and manufactured with potent CBD and no chemical processing, obtaining a palatable flavored pellet. If a liquid application is more convenient for you, they also have premium hemp extract in the oil form. You can find it as well. Uh, Ask for American Harvest at your favorite equine shop or any Hubbard feed dealer. And I know know them from living in Lexington. We had Hubbard dealers. Or you can go online. Go to store.alltech.com. That's right. They work with Alltech on this. So store.alltech.com. And they have a special giveaway just for you, our listeners. And one of you is going to win a 90-day supply of American Harvest Equine products for one of you, but that's so. But you got to enter to win. It's very easy to enter. You follow the link that we have in the show notes. Just scroll across on your player, and you'll see the link there, and uh, you can go sign up to win. Or you can buy online today at store.alltech.com. Well, coming up next is our Equiderma guest of the week, and they always bring us the most fascinating guests. And we have another one of those today. Her name is Angela, and she is a homesteader and has a very popular Instagram page, has her own podcast, and she also has draft horses, which I absolutely love. So that's why she's on today. Hi, Angela. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. So where are you at? Where are you located? Where's the homestead? (laughs) Well, surprisingly, I'm located in central New Jersey. I'm actually about an hour outside of New York City by car. So you wouldn't think of my pocket as a place where I would set up a six-acre homestead. But you know what? I did, and we've got space, we've got wildlife, it suits us pretty well. Yeah, you're right. New Jersey and homestead don't go together too well. <laughs> I was thinking California, you know, that's what everybody thinks right away. So so what is a homestead? What's the definition of cuz you what's your podcast called? So my podcast is called Homestead Education and we this will be the second podcast project I've worked on. Uh but this one I'm very excited about. A co-host and I speak very detailed, very in-depth about all different facets of homesteading. And to me, homesteading is a mindset. Somebody who is looking to channel sort of old world skills, hand-on skills, 
to be more self-sufficient in their everyday life. So you, you don't have to grow your own food 100% of the time. You don't have to look out your window and see chickens and goats. It's just trying to eliminate the reliance on sort of, you know, the bigger food system. Or maybe you're into sewing clothes. Really, it just gets back to, okay, how can I provide for myself and be more self-sufficient? And were you a horse person before you decided to add Clydesdales into the farm life? Yes. I have always had a love of horses, trail riding, that sort of thing. When we moved to our property, I wanted to bring horses in. And I thought, you know what? Rather than just have horses that I can ride and have as companions, I want to stack the functions here. And I want to be able to use them as part of my homestead experience. So sure enough, uh, I learned to plow, taught myself, and I got the Clydesdales. <laughs> so what are their names? So I have two. The uh, the mare I have, her name is Dozer. She came <laughs> used, they named her that, and it's incredibly fitting. It will stay that way forever. The second one, <laughs> he's an Amish rescue, and he's a gelding. And what was his name? We missed that. Finnegan. Finnegan. These are unusual names. Usually the draft horde names we see are Bob. You know, or Joe. Joe. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I love Dozer. That's a great name for a for a Clydesdale that helps plow. That's perfect. So have they? Well, I can't take credit <clears throat> for it. I can't take any credit. <laughs> it's for perfect. It. When I bought her, I said, "Why is she named Dozer?" They told me it was because she's sleepy. I assure you, that's not why. <laughs> yeah, there's a bull in several parts of that, which is bull for their lies. And <laughs> so, do you yeah. use them uh, quite often now? Are they earning their keep? They are. So I'm, I'm a permaculture homesteader. That means I try to create a living ecosystem. So the, the horses contribute more than just plowing. Obviously, I compost their manure. Um, I mean, they're pasture keepers, right? That's their food source. So they're mowing lawns for me. Um, but yeah, Finnegan is um, an ex-Amish plow horse. So he knew what he was doing, and I really channeled him and his knowledge and his experience into my own training sessions. I, I think he taught me. Dozer, uh, both of them are are, um, are broke to ride. Uh, Dozer does not know how to plow. She's in training for that. So that's been an interesting experience. I only have a single plow harness, uh, so I can't hook them up together, which I think would probably be ideal. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. Property. yeah. Yeah, because we have a small property... I have just a single, the single tree harness, and uh, we'll get there with her. That's a project, you know. That's something in and of itself. So that's how they yeah. do plow teams. They'll they'll maybe put three across and put the new one in the middle because they ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it makes so much sense, right? Like yeah. they're stuck there, and then they also just sort of, you know, they they realize the other two are calm and not freaked out, and they understand like, okay, maybe this situation is all right. And I think there's a lot to be said for training that way. Maybe I should just chip her off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so we always, you know, I had Percherons and, uh, that had huge feet. I don't know. The one Percheron we had had the biggest feet. So are you going barefoot? I mean, we always did barefoot because it would have cost us like $8,000 to get shoes made. I would love to go barefoot, but I can't. Uh, mm. My particular footing that I have in my pasture spaces, in my run. Um, here in New Jersey, we're so prone to rainfall, especially record rainfalls this last year. And the water just accumulates and the algae sits. I tried 
barefoot for a while and we were getting abscess after abscess. Mm. And I remember after a three month straight run of infection, I was like, you know what? We're done. Um, my theory is great. He does put on shoes, but I also save myself a lot of work and headache from hoof picking every day. Um, I do the medicated packing and then he cuts a leather sole, like you put on the bottom of a, of a person's shoe. And that goes up against the hoof to hold the packing in. The shoe is then nailed on top of that. So they literally have like a sneaker and, uh, I haven't had an absence abscess since. And I'll probably keep doing shoes, but it is so pricey. You're absolutely right. Well, and that's another thing that uh, the draft horses are prone to is abscesses. So we had to, we ended up with the one having to do that same thing, uh, kind of put the pad mm-hmm. on because because of that, and it it did solve the problem. But yeah, we had abscesses a lot as well. We lived in Pennsylvania, so you know we we're right next door. Um, at the oh, time, yeah. yeah. So we had the same weather and everything, and then we did have one percher on that we fought for six months on uh, with the foot, and ended up with just channels of abscesses, and we finally got it under control. But it took a long time. It's frustrating, and it's not. I mean, obviously, it's painful for them, but it's just as backbreaking for you, right? I mean, you're literally under there, changing out bandaging and diapering, or however it is you choose to do it. Every day, and it, it's just, it's a headache trying to get well, those. Not only that, their out. feet are not light. It's, it's a workout. No, <laughs> it really is backbreaking work. It's, it's heavy. So what, you started an Instagram page that's gotten kind of popular, um, and obviously there must be a photographer. Everybody, I'm going to put the links to her Instagram page. It's Axe and Root Homestead, but I'll put the links in the show notes. You can go check it out, and Jamie, you need to go look. The pictures are stunning. Somebody in the family must be a photographer. <laughs> uh, well, I do all my own photography. I went to art school. I'm a graphic and website designer by trade. So uh, I do dabble in photography myself. Thank you for your compliment. I appreciate it very oh, much. Oh, the one picture of the two of the of the two of them standing uh, the Clydesdale standing side by side with the with the uh, uh, what's there a goose there? Um, some chickens? It, just all the fowl? I love that picture. <laughs> it's just oh, thank you. I call that my family photo. <laughs> <laughs> they all posed nicely for me, and uh, yeah, it was great. They just stood right there. They all looked at me like, "Why are we doing this?" I snapped the photos, and we were good to go. Do you even know how many animals you have? I didn't think so. I mean, I <laughs> horses I have. Glenn, again, I have told you that asking a lady how many animals she has is like asking her how I much love, she weighs. I love okay. hearing the silence, though. The silence is golden. Because <laughs> I'm seeing dogs. I'm seeing, I'm seeing rabbits. I am seeing every kind of fowl there is. Um, I'm also seeing a sheep. Uh, you, got, you do have a little bit of everything. I do. Well, in my defense, Glenn, the rabbits are wild. I, I, I retrieved them from the garden after they were neglected and abandoned. Um, okay, but they became they yours, so they're not wild anymore. <laughs> now they're yours. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, nice try. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, though. <laughs> Thank you. I do love your property, and, and it does look, very, now that I'm looking at all the pictures again from the New Jersey point of view, it does look very New Jersey-ish, you know? Um but so I do have a question on the homesteading front. How much of your food are you able to grow? And I assume you do canning and that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I do. Um, that's a great question. I grow as much as I can. So, for example, 
we're an Italian family. We eat a lot of pasta, spaghetti, that sort of thing. A lot of tomato products. So I figured out how much I was buying at the grocery store. And now I grow all of our tomatoes that we eat fresh. And I grow enough to can for sauces for all of our meals. So I no longer have to purchase a tomato product of any kind. So it's just figuring out, okay, what am I buying at the grocery store? How can I supplement that with something that's homegrown and, and remove the reliance? So I don't grow everything. If my kids want a banana, if they want a pineapple, something that's tropical, it won't survive in New Jersey. You know, we'll go pick that up at the grocery store, certainly. Um, I buy flour and dried goods. Really, when it comes to produce and eggs, um, we do as much as we can. We don't eat meat, so that eliminates the need to process our own animals. Um, but we've, we've really reduced our costs when we go to the grocery store just by saving on produce. And right now, that's... See, but here, here, here's my thing. Uh, you obviously have a gift. I have tried now. I've been in o- Oklahoma for three years, and I have planted tomatoes, and I have loved them, and I have talked to them, and I've watered them, <laughs> and I've spoken to them, and I've kissed them. And literally this yep. year, I got one and a half about the size of my thumb. And I'm like... I just spent nine hundred dollars <laughs> to get one and a half tomatoes. So, God love you. You have a gift. If you could write a book on that, that'd be great. Because I have no idea what I'm doing. I waste so much money trying to grow my own crap. Are you doing it from seed? Or are you buying seedlings? Can I ask? I've done both. I have done both. There's seedsnow.com where you can get like heirloom, organic seeds. I've tried that. Um, I had a little bit of luck with that in Arizona, but then I'm like, I'll just go to the feed store and buy the plants. I've tried that. What's the secret? Um, well, they need water. Are you watering? <laughs> I have figured that out because everything needs water on my farm. I do water everything. I That's love that it. you came out with that first. She knows me. Oh. She does. <laughs> After water, um, you really need to look at your soil. It's a pain in the butt. But if you can just buy a little kit, are they in ground or are they in pots or raised bed? I, I should ask that first and then I'll be able to give you a quick answer. Well, the first year I did in ground and my chickens ate them all. And so then I did a, <clears throat> a raised bed this year. I think I need to, inc- I've now started um, in the, this is not all about me. I'm sorry, but I started a compost pile with the horse manure. So I think by next spring, it'll be ready to be the main soil. Anything else I should add to that? So you don't just want to add compost. You definitely want that, but they need um, raised bed soil. So if you have a good mix of, let's say, three-quarters raised bed soil, just go pick it up at the hardware store um, or have them delivered and then add a quarter of that, um, or excuse me, add a quarter of, of compost to that mix, you should be good. Okay, listen, you and I are going to be friends. We're going to keep in touch, and I'm going to call you okay. every day. Be like, Angela, <laughs> what is happening? Why did my tomato plant get eaten by a bug? You know, like, I, I, it was like what, two of them got eaten. The other two didn't. They just sadly just grew and did nothing. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. We so, live we live in I, Florida and have the same. We have problems with the squirrels, and our squirrels eat everything. We get nothing. The squirrels eat very um, well. I have an answer for you. Oh, just shoot them. Water. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to do. <laughs> But you're talking to the vegetarian. The vegetarian says. <laughs> I am too. I am also a vegetarian of 35 years. So I'm with you. We can't shoot them. <gasps> the water thing? Is that what you do? You can 
shoot water at them. Water motion sprinklers. They run 24-7 and just hook them up to your hose line. They, a lot of them are battery operated, so you do have to keep an eye on those batteries. But anytime anything passes, be it horse, cat, dog, squirrel, anything, it sprays them and they are done. They will not bother your crops again. Don't um, your plants get waterlogged with all the squirrels? We have a million squirrels. They, I have the feeling stay that... Stay away. They'll learn. <laughs> squirrels are smart. Learn. Do you know yeah, what would happen, though, if I did that? Okay. Every time I'd go out to work in the garden, I'd forget to turn it off, and I'd be soaked. It'd be awesome. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I'm loving your pictures. The people, you have to go look at her pictures and follow her on Instagram. You're like the... Who's that woman that became so popular as like a multivisionaire now, and she has all the TV shows out west? She's in Oklahoma. She's in Oklahoma. What's her name? I can't remember. The, 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 the homesteader lady. What's her name? The Pioneer Woman. The Pioneer Woman. You're like the Pioneer East Coast version woman. Um, oh, thank you. That's such a great compliment. I might put that on all of my social media profiles. Now. Pioneer <laughs> East Coast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we love your page. It's absolutely terrific. Now, you also use Equiderma products. What do you use? Oh, I have to tell you, this is not a paid testimonial. I use Equiderma skin lotion and there's like a, a cooling paste and there's also um, uh, a wash that comes in this this line of Equiderma skincare for treating things like um, uh, scratches or they some people call it mud fever or Clyde itch but when you have the feathering on the Clydesdales I could not figure out how to get rid of these scratches my vet had been out we tried all kinds of things the only thing that saved this poor horse from all that itching is the Equiderma Skin Lotion. It has been such a lifesaver. And now anytime I start to see it, you know, rear its ugly head, I just get that lotion out and it's seriously good within one or two treatments. It has been huge for us. Well, of course, you can find that at Equiderma.com. Go over there and check it out today. We're so okay. glad you joined us. We appreciate it. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. It's been wonderful talking to you, and we'll chat again about tomatoes, I'm sure. All right. Where can we hear your podcast, though? Because I'm pretty sure I'll pick up some hot tips. <laughs> <laughs> Season one of the new podcast project called Homestead Education is going to drop first thing 2022. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you listen to your podcast. Um, Homestead Education, the trailer is up. You can listen and get a preview. I love it because I I always hear homesteaders and you know they're all like you caught the rabbits you're like sweet dinner for a week like and and to me that's horrifying so to hear of a vegetarian who is homesteading that's awesome I'm excited oh good I'm so glad it brings a fresh perspective my my uh, my podcast co-host is not a vegetarian so we have a balance right we talk about all the things. It's kind of the way it is here, too, actually. All right. Thanks, Angela. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. And we want to thank Equiderma also for providing the most fantastic guests. They always find the coolest people. She was wonderful. Yeah. So um, let's uh, talk a little. Why don't you talk a little bit about WinTech and I'll get things ready to start for really bad ads. All right. Well, you know, we are fans of the Wintech saddle. And if you're looking for a saddle that's affordable, durable, and comfortable for you and your horse, it sounds like you're looking for a Wintech. Wintech saddles combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy care saddles. 
I've hosed one off a few times this year when a new horse rolled in it. Uh, the comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting edge designs, but also reaches, reaches new standards in fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. With styles for any discipline and confirmation, there's a Wintech saddle for you. Visit Wintech-saddles.com today to view Wintech's full range of saddles and reach a new level of comfort for you and your horse. All right, I'm going to cut there. You're over-modulating a bit today. Do you want me to do it again further back? No, the, that was good. It was earlier. Um, can you go to your Skype settings, and let's see if we have the volume up too high. Skype settings, audio, video, audio and video, and under microphone is, is noise cancellation checked. Or automatically adjust microphone settings. Is that on? No. And Noise what's... cancellation is auto check. But that's on? Yes. Turn it, it off. Auto. Okay, off. All right. Okay, now now it, uh, when you... T- and it, all right, so let's turn that off and see if that helps. It is off. Okay, let's see if that all right. <laughs> no, when it says the microphone, like I can see it going up and down, but my microphone volume is on zero. That that's okay as long as you see it. Going okay. up. I can hear you fine. So, <clears throat> I think you were just a little too hot. It wasn't all the time. It was when you really got loud. Yeah, I get excited. Yeah, well, I knew really bad ads was coming up. We needed to. I liked her. I could have we could have her back doing homesteading stuff. I just I was quiet the whole time because I I just knew she was catching those bunnies to kill them. And then when she said she's a, I looked it up and it was a plant based, and I was like, oh, no way. She because my most, friend is a homesteader, but she's so barbaric. Yeah, most of them are. I mean, that's part of what they do. But this her pictures are absolutely wonderful on the page. She does a good job. I can see why she's become popular. And she's personality for it, too. I literally spent $900 for like one and a half. I know. We do, too, every year, and then it never works. Damn squirrels. I am going to shoot them. (laughs) Stupid squirrels. Here we go. I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right, it is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners send us ads for Craigslist or Facebook or somewhere, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. We have prizes that are given out by Horselovers.com. Horselovers have been advertising with us for about 10 years now, and they provide the prizes every month, so definitely go over and support them. They support us, and you guys all win win stuff. And the way you win is by submitting ads. If you read them to yourself, which we have none of today, if you read them yourself, Lame. then you get double the entries. And this month's prizes, which will be given away here in another week or two, are the Kensington Uviator catch mask with ears and removable nose and forelock opening. It's an $80 value. These it's like are, a sciency mask. It is. <laughs> it's got everything. It's a 90% UV rating. This is the one where your horse has the white nose and you want to make sure that uh, it doesn't get all sunburnt. You use this one. It also has the double locking lead rope fastener, uh, which makes it really nice uh, when you're going out. How many times do I go out to the field and go, oh, 
Damn, I forgot to halter. So uh, that makes it nice that way. And it's uh, lined with soft fleece. It's really nice. $80. All right. There's also the C4 belt gift pack with a retail value of 104 bucks. It includes a solid belt, a print belt, a couple pairs of socks, and an, and an extra buckle. This is great. If you win that, you could give it as a gift too. That's a great gift idea. To me, you got I'll four gifts it. right there. <laughs> uh, and then also Da Vinci Bridal and Rain Set worth up to $78. Uh, da Vinci Tech combines classical design, quality, and style. Da Vinci Bridal stirrups, martingales, and stirrup leathers are made of high-quality leather and stainless steel, perfect for every English equestrian. You pick the Bridal and Rain Set that fits your needs. All right, let's uh, let's do some really bad ads. We have, right, well, keep yeah. in mind, we may not get to all of them, but also submitted were Danielle, Marie, uh, Hannah, Charlotte, Cynthia, and Ina. We may or may not get to yours, so thank you for submitting. You are in the running, but the first one comes from Katie, and I know we did this one. I think it was when Dr. Wendy was subbing Oh, maybe you. I was out, yeah. However... It's worth doing it again because I feel like if somebody resubmits it, they didn't hear it the first time. So I think it's important. Uh, And this was just really good. Um, And raise your hand if you're interested in this as well. (laughs) ISO handy husband. That's right. I said it. Handy on a horse. Handy around the rig and house and whatever backyard games spike up at a rodeo, barbecue, or family reunion. I'm very independent, but this girl's tired of doing the, quote, man jobs, you hear me? I don't want to look at another tire. That finger point emoji, that's a big one. Rewire another light, change any oil, or fix a broken anything. And I break a lot of stuff. So the need is urgent to fill the position before something else falls apart. Must be willing to travel thousands of miles a year just so I can run by the second barrel. Willing to support whatever event you want to enter also. Um, Willing to support whatever. No, she uh, isn't. They say that, but they really aren't. Unless um, it involves a horse. They really aren't. But that's that's what she says. Whatever event in the rodeo you want to go, she'll support. Because she's in there already. So she'll be there to cheer you and your horse on. Uh, You must be a good driver. Bonus if you actually like driving. I'm fairly easy on the eyes, financially stable, and pretty easy to get along with. And I expect the same from applicants. Hashtag wish I was joking. So (laughs) I feel like... I love her honesty. I do. It's fantastic. Um, basically, she's willing to pimp her body out for an employee. <laughs> she's just so sick of doing all the work. <laughs> I mean, some might call that the oldest profession in the world, but I call it, you are thinking, girl. It's just You're practical. Forward. It's very practical. You're independent. You're practical. <laughs> you know what you want. You go get it. Aaron sent the following one in. This is a gorgeous Appaloosa that I purchased not long ago that I'm selling for a ridiculous amount to help me buy my dream horse. No bad habits. If you purchase this horse, you will not be able to ride him. He would be a pasture ornament for sure. New home must be approved by me. I love him dearly. I love him dearly despite him not being able to be ridden. He is not, or he is the most loving, sweet, funny, and smart horse with the most unique coat coloring you'll find anywhere. People always comment on his amazing color when they see him. You'll be the talk of Instagram once you start posting his antics. Oh, God. (laughs) It's his spotty Zeus. (laughs) So what, 
She never did mention why you can't ride him. He's like the perfect horse, but you can't ride him. (laughs) Yeah, no. I almost feel like this was a sarcastic ad, but, you know. Or there's just, yeah, there's more to this story that we're not hearing about Of course. I wish we had seen the picture. Faye sent this one in, and this is Horses for Discussion in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia on Facebook. And uh, ain't no lick of punctuation on it, so here we go. I have two horses I need to let go of. The male is a paint and is a three-year male. That's been fixed. I forgot what the female was. Both horses we use. Two ride haven't rode in a year. There's no way to get my money back. But all I want is $800 for both horses. What? (laughs) Exactly. Do what? (laughs) Do what? Somebody responds to these ads. (laughs) <laughs> maybe again that's just the age-old question of the the entire 12 years we've been doing the show is does anybody respond seriously oh uh, i'm i'm guessing yes uh unfortunately i think there probably are robin sent this one in i have kind of an odd request i need someone to come rope or dart gun is that possible oh did we do the goat one last week no Oh, okay. I need someone to come rope or dart gun. Is that possible? This goat, so we can get this MF fixed. I've been trying to catch him unsuccessfully off and on for the past year, and I'm finally at my wit's end. Hell, if you want to keep him, that would be fine, too. He just showed up one day and decided we were his family. My fences don't keep him contained at all. He doesn't leave. (laughs) He doesn't leave, but because of this, he is impossible to catch. Oh, oh, there's my an update. God, what a stinking cute little goat. I know, but apparently you're going to catch him. <laughs> and he showed up and just made himself at home. There's an update, though. Would you like to hear that? Let's do it. Thank you for all making me laugh and for your mostly helpful comments. Can you imagine? I would love to read the comments on this one. I have a potential new home coming tomorrow to try and lure him into a trailer with a lady goat. <laughs> <laughs> If that proves unsuccessful, I'll be reaching out to those of you that said you have roping skills. Wish us luck. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Do you think whoever owned the goat before just turned him loose, just dropped him off at the end of the lane and said, oh, you go find a new home? You think? think, He's like, I live here now. What's this? Oh, that's great. Uh, So you don't have Kayla's, right? No, I can't. So I've got Melissa here. Melissa, this is a, a South Florida equestrian Facebook page. And this is uh, the ad. Looking for his rat person, beautiful registered, a.k.a. pistol gelding, 14 comma, one hand still growing, palomino green, broke, does it all, no bad habits, easy to work with, catch apostrophe S on quick, be great, any direction message, me, more Info and videos, price, location, Palm City. I couldn't what? even keep up with it I in this other night. I don't even know what I read. I, I have understood nothing you've read today. Not <laughs> 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 today. I haven't either. That's because people are doing their homework and finding really bad ads. I mean, oh I, yeah, like the picture is of a Palomino, beautiful Palomino horse cross-tied in some sort of very sad makeshift cross-ties. Uh, Looks like the Palomino yeah. might have tr- tried to pull him down a few times. They're really leaning. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually like him. I'm going to be in Florida. Where's Palm City? I'm oh, that's to- way down. You're going to be too far from there. 
You can't okay. have them. Uh, horse, I don't know who sent this one in. It was horse bridles, three available, $15. Three horse okay. bridles, $15 each. These were left at the house I moved into, and I don't know anything about them. That is true because they're halters, very old leather And there's halters. absolutely zero <laughs> chance that you would get $15 a piece, yeah, just much less 15 for all three. That's what we call in the horse world garbage. Yeah, throw that away. You don't need that. Garbage. Yep. You should you should throw that away. That's garbage. Uh, Matt sent the next one in. Oh my good lord! <laughs> it looks like some out of Mad Max. <laughs> it is a twelve uh, foot stock trailer for seven hundred dollars. I feel like this is the Brinks armored truck wagon <laughs> on the end of it. It's like all fully enclosed, painted red and mixed with rust looks like it's made of solid iron though on the sides (laughs) steel you can't shoot your way out of this thing i'll tell you this is is a mad max vehicle this this is where iron man was born like he was created inside this vehicle because the walls look like vibranium and (laughs) did you see the next picture down though of the floor oh wow there, there is no floor. There is no floor. There's some cross beams, in case that helps. It's all the way across. <laughs> that's a disaster. Wow, that's terrible. Seven hundred dollars. You're not getting that. I'm sorry. That's not happening. Uh, Hannah sent the following one in. Uh, Eng- uh, I think this is the Hannah whose dad we had on Wednesday. Um, English saddle was given to me as part of a sale. Not very knowledgeable in saddles. Fifty dollars. What is it with today? We have a theme today. We're just uh, uh, we're just inheriting this stuff. But in okay, world, we call that garbage. garbage. Yeah, you can throw that saddle away. That one is, it is a, like an old school <laughs> like English saddle. It must be a nineteen. It's long and there's no seat to it. It's just like no, a no. close contact. No, but it's all like cut up. Laying on the ground. There, there's it's cut up. It's dusty. It's got some sort of. It does have a some sort of stirrup leather attached, and it is it is on the ground that that that's surrounded by garbage. So, so there you go. <laughs> you can pick that up for the cool price of fifty dollars right now. Fifty bucks. You know what? You for the bargain price of let's see, fifties or forty five, ninety five dollars. You can have a brand. New to you saddle and three halters or bridles as they call them. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for sending your ads in. You can send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com to also be entered in the drawings. Now, next week we won't have a Friday show, but the following week we'll pick the winners. So you have two weeks to get your ads in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Let's face it, you're going to get halfway into the end of next week and be sick of your family and looking for something to do. So you can just go on Craigslist or Facebook and uh, send us some ads. So um, we had some great guests today. We also want to thank thank Equiderma for providing one of those. We appreciate that. And, of course, Kentucky Performance Products for being our longest-running sponsor here on the Horse Radio Network. Auditors, hang on. We're going to pick some players for the trivia competition for November the 29th. Spay, neuter, geld. Have a good one. Good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. I want a thoroughbred for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Only a thoroughbred will do. <laughs>